Clap sync. Ooh. Clap sync. Clap sync. Yeehaw. Clap now, oh, that, sync. That, that, <laughs> I don't know hands. Do it, sync. <laughs> I can't do it. Then you don't deserve to be in this house. No. You don't deserve to be in this house. No. Leave and never come back, sink. What if I turn into a kind of cookie? Can you clap? No. Then get out of my house. No. I was hope. I just come here for the tea every week. <laughs> get it? Because like kitchen sink cookies. Yeah, you get it. What? You, you never heard it? of kitchen sink cookies? No. It's everything but, it's the, everything kitchen but the kitchen sink. Like you put cheese and garlic in your cookie. And... Yeah. <laughs> I I hate this. Some paprika. Luke, can you paprika. put the future Luke? Can you put this before Aaron's intro? This is great. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now time for the intro. <laughs> Welcome to Nuclear Popcorn. The rules of the game are simple. The host will show the players the last five minutes of a movie they haven't seen. The players will have a week to formulate a pitch of what they think the plot is. The closest gets meaningless points. Maybe a crisp high five. Probably a smooch on the forehead because they're a good boy. Or girl. The host will then reveal what the actual plot was. And that's it. You'll get it. You're smart. And your host for the week is... What's going on, friends? <laughs> my name is Ben. Why do you I sound know. like Beetlejuice? <laughs> hey, what's going on, friends? <laughs> my name is Michael Keaton. I'm Michael Keaton. Ben is your host for the week, and I'm joined here with... Hi, I'm Luke. Hi, I'm the woman. I'm Hannah. Hi. Oh, thank you for distinguishing. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I kinda, oh, you know, I kind of felt woman. the need. I feel like it wasn't clear. We've never distinguished that before. That, we really, really never, I'm, I'm also, I'm also dad. Simultaneously dad. Well, they're not mutually exclusive. No, of course. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Who right. are you, stranger? I'm glad you all understand. I'm the stranger. Oh. I've come to steal your coats and your hangers. That's... August. <laughs> August. I like the idea of someone breaking into my house just to steal just my steal coat hangers. hangers. Dude, a common threat that I would use was that I was going to break into your house and steal all your left socks only. Oh, mm, that's like a gremlin. That's, if I wanted to get like my little cousin's attention, I'd be like, yo, I'm going to break into your house and steal your left socks. And they'd be like, no. And that kid grew up with trauma. Yep. Swap their <laughs> shoes. Swap the shoes with an identical pair of shoes, but a different size. Devious. Absolutely devious. That's like a gnome trick. Like a half Or some sort off. of hobgoblin like, man, thing. It would be shrink. a gnome trick. It would be a gnome trick. <laughs> For me, knowing <laughs> me. Uh, yeah, what has is, what is everybody been up to? Aside from stealing socks and replacing shoes. That's about it. No. Um, <laughs> uh, just work and living. I don't know if I watched any movies this week. We watched La La Land. We did rewatch La La Land. That was my second, only the second time I've ever seen it. Really? Oh, dang. Yeah. It's much better than I remember. I've seen it <laughs> approximately one billion kajillion times. Approximately. That's not enough. That's not enough. Plus I am, or minus <laughs> a million. I'm reminded every La La Land is one of my favorite movies of all time, and every time I watch it, I'm reminded why it's one of my favorite movies of well, all time. It was in my top four on Letterboxd, and then it went to my top five, which contains eleven movies, and then it just <laughs> I just took it out right. of the list because I was like, I remember it being good. I just don't. It just hasn't stuck with me that much. But now, after rewatching it, it's going back into my top 
five eleven. Oh, good. I'm glad because it's like it's so good. You <laughs> had an interesting way of putting it as juxtaposed to Babylon mm. because Maybe. you have at least this week told Ben and I that you're kind of losing interest in Babylon the more you think about it. Yeah, like I both of you, the more you think about it, the better it gets for me. The more I think about it, the less. The, the less I like it. The less it, not, it gets. Not, not, not the worse it gets, the less I like it. That's fair. It's and, still a great movie. And you I mentioned just, the, just the subtlety that La La Land has, that Babylon is just kind of balls to the wall, like, Yeah, crazy. and I feel like Bab- Babylon does have subtlety, but, like, the way that some of the characters, like, their storylines ended, mm-hmm. for me, it took all the subtlety out of the movie. Like, sure. to me, like, mm-hmm. La La Land is beautiful in its subtlety like that end scene when they just look at each other that's all subtlety and subtext mm-hmm. and they don't throw anything in your face there it's just like and you're still at the um like the emotional high of the finale of la la land right and, and just the nod tells you everything you need to know exactly and i just feel like babylon didn't have no, it fair. still had it just not nearly as much and they were too obvious with a lot of things but that's my humble opinion. I don't know what I'm talking about. So I don't that's either. Okay. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> that's I, why I've I, been unironically playing a lot of Wizard 101. It, hey, it'd be like that. A lot of yeah. Wizard 101. <laughs> Dude, that's I amazing. I saw Strange World, and that was all I saw. <laughs> how was, how yeah, was wait, it? What did you think of Strange World? <laughs> I thought... It, I, I wish they'd done a little more marketing yeah. for it. Same. There was... Uh, gee, I wonder why. There was no marketing there... for that movie. Um, <laughs> love the representation. Didn't love the story. I didn't think it was weird enough. Mm. I kind of guessed parts of it where I was like, okay, like, you know, but overall I wasn't that mad at it. Like, it's it's a casual watch for yeah. me. I'm not mad at it. It's daytime film going. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember all yeah. the interviews where Jake Gyllenhaal forgot that this was his second movie with, Rand- with Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah. was like, oh, yeah, you played oh, my yeah, dad in that one. Day, <laughs> He's yeah. like, yeah, this is the second time I played your dad, Jake. <laughs> That's all I know about that movie. It's actually disturbing to me how long it's been since I've been to a theater. Yeah, I'm I really, I just haven't had time. I mean, it has been like like a week and a half, and I'm going through a trawl, so like... <laughs> uh, I think we have plans maybe this week but to yeah, go... We plan to go see Skin of Marink. Oh. Yeah, something freaky. I want to go see The Whale... Yeah, I still haven't seen The Whale. Yeah, I, I really want to see The Whale. I heard Frasier's great in it. The Whale will but shake and rattle your bones. Is. For some reason, you said Frasier. And, and you first thought it was the show I Frasier. I thought of the show <laughs> Frasier, not Brendan Frasier. That makes that movie very different. It made me so different. confused for half a second. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. I'm so sorry, Brendan. I'm sorry. I couldn't call him Brendan. Yeah, like a Brendan. I mean, in the context, we knew who you would be talking about. Except me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, backtracking a little bit to Babylon. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, this feels like... A movie. A student film. <laughs> oh, hi, like, Harry yeah, Styles. A, stu- a dr- film student's dream movie to make. Yeah. Where it's super about cinema and super about themselves as a creator right and so a lot of people took it as like oh this is damien chazelle at his most pretentious at his most self-centered and serving his own i wouldn't say that though and Mm -hmm. i feel like i can kind of see that but doesn't he get to (laughs) and and doesn't he kind of like have the acclaim because he said he's all that i'm basing this theory on is that he said in some kind of interview or maybe in a featurette that he's been working on this movie for 15 years which is like 
half of his lifespan. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like he thought of this and was like, I want to make Magnolia, but for Hollywood. And I, I could agree with that if it wasn't also so critical of the movie industry. Hmm. Like, if it wasn't critical at all, I could definitely agree, oh, it's self-serving, it's, oh, look how important Hollywood is. But it's not. That's oh, not that no, movie. not Hollywood. Oh, but that him. people think that, yeah, it's self-serving to himself. Oh, I don't see that at all. Everything you said about Babylon, minus a lot of the self-serving, is how I felt about the Fablemans. Mm. I was about yeah, to make that comparison between... Uh, did you see the Fablemans yet? Yeah, you I watched did? it with okay. my dad over Christmas. Um, I really liked it. I th- I've come to find out I just like movies. <laughs> I, 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 I really? To, I tend to, I tend no to find way. something I like in most movies that I watch. Um, but I think, I think, Babylon is the extreme of kind of self-centered storytelling in a sense, in terms of the love of cinema and what it takes and how many people it takes to you know make a film. Uh, whereas The Fablemans was a little more subtle and very, very personal. I think that's the two ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. but still kind of the directors being like, hey, I'm going to make the movie I've wanted to make for years. Mm-hmm. Just kind of selfishly wanted to make for years. But I think they both served yeah. the stories well in their mm-hmm. own right. So I'm a fan of both. Um, yeah. And ben, what's funny is, Ben, you mentioned that student film aspect. While watching La La Land, my thought was this guy's making the best student films. Like, these yeah. are, like, the movies that every student wants to make, but they're done beautifully. Mm-hmm. Like, Whiplash, that's just a student. Like, that is literally a right. short it's student. It's so good, though. A film but it's about so good. Yeah. a student and a teacher. Right, and it's just, yeah, and he just does it really, really well. I think it goes back to the theory of write what you know, and yeah. Damien Chazelle is obviously a Hollywood nerd. And so if he's been, you know, researching and been interested in this topic for 15 years, of course he's going to make a movie like Babylon. Right. So um, I'm a fan. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, great to catch up with everybody. I guess I'll introduce the film for this week. What we watched the last five minutes of It's Such a Beautiful Day. It's Such a Beautiful Day. Is the day. film that we watched the last five minutes of last week and then rewatched before this episode is recorded. Uh, so if we'd like to just go back into our memories and unlock what happened in the last five minutes and give you guys a little mental image of what happened. It's it's beautiful. It is such mm-hmm. a beautiful it's, movie. It's Gorgeous. a it's main character's Bill. Bill. Yeah. And he is a super simple black outline, white filled cartoon character. Kind of a stick drawing. Kind of a stick kind drawing, of. but he's got a body to him. He's, he's got a little guy. sick hat. He's got a sick hat on. <laughs> um, but every but all the backgrounds are photos, <laughs> like photorealistic. Right. Yeah, but like like just yeah. actual yeah. photos. Yeah. yeah, and they're colorful. Right. Very yeah. Colorful. yeah. 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 We they're open on black and white. Bill in the forest. He's standing in front of a tree. Standing in front of a tree, and then it close up on some grass. We see Bill lie down under the tree. Look up at like the sunlight hitting the tree and we just hear i assume bill's voice say either bill or a narrator one of the two one of the two just say the title of the movie it's such a beautiful day and then it cuts to black and all of these voices overlap saying wait he can't die here get up bill he can't die here and it's just constant overlap of voices saying Mm -hmm. he can't die get up he can't die and they keep calling his name too after mm-hmm. they say that, like Bill, are you that like Bill. you know? Bill. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it 
hard cuts to Bill climbing a mountain and the narr- and the narrator of the story saying Bill will go on to learn every language, learn everything there is to know about the universe and essentially tell us that Bill is immortal. Right, and it goes, yeah, it's immortal. Basically up until the ending of the movie is just reiterating the point that Bill is going to continue on. He's going to mm-hmm. live his life until mm-hmm. there is no more, until the lights fade. Present um, past loves and like meeting yep. the next generation. Uh, yeah, he goes the through next species. like countless loves. And, like, at, and then towards the end of AI, where it's like we see these, like time moves on, essentially. Right. Yeah. And then light, and then there's he meets the inhabitant, the next inhabitants of the earth who are like light beings, and then they mm-hmm. die. They revere him as a god, yeah. they said. And then they die, and then the world dies, and then he drifts off into, into space, space until we, for billions of years until he forgets his name and be- till he can till all he can see are the stars. Whether and then he, even they die out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and that's the end. It's a very sad and very beautiful last five minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's such a beautiful day. It's such a beautiful day. I love this movie. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so glad. It. Yeah. So uh, for our listeners, we're going to shake up the format, not the format, but uh, instead of me explaining the movie, I'd like all of them to watch it firsthand without me spoiling anything that happens in it. So we're going to run through the pitches and watch the movie. We'll pause, watch the movie, and then we'll recap after we watch it uh, and explain how we felt about it. Yeah. So. Oh, what's the movie available on then? Uh, it's available to rent on Vimeo. Vimeo. It's pretty hard to find otherwise just because it's such a niche animated movie. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it was available on Prime for a time and then they removed it. And so Vimeo is the way to go if you want to find it Vimeo. Uh, and purchase it. So before we get into our first pitch of the episode, let's play a little game. Woo-hoo! A little game. <laughs> Copyright. Is copyright. this guessing game or not? Guessing this is game? not guessing game. Oh. This is oh. not. This is a new kind of game. Oh boy! And this new game, I like to call. That was a How the Grinch Stole Christmas reference. <laughs> I like to call Ensemble Exam. Uh, so pretty much like oh, we it. do uh, last, like we did last time, there will be uh, several. There will be different rounds in between each pitch, uh, with several movies applying to each round, um, and. I'm so so the way that ensemble exam works is I'm going to name six cast members. Okay. Um each round has six movies. I'll start off there. Each round has six different movies. Okay. And for each of those movies, I'll be giving you six of the cast members. They may or may not be in top build order, so it's in your best interest to listen to all six. All six before you raise your hand to guess. Okay. okay, so we're trying to guess the movie based off the cast. Based yes. off the cast instead of uh, the director of the movie. And like we is, are we competing against each other again or collectively? Competing against each other. So this first round, it will be plus one for every correct answer and minus two for every incorrect answer. <laughs> right, and we are going to... I'm going to be in the negatives again. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying going to be good. <laughs> we're going to chime in with it's gonna be any interesting. onomatopoeia I tried to get a little clever, so you'll kind of see what I mean. Okay, oh, so no. like, for example, just so everybody's in the like in the know. Bong, Ocean's Eleven. I start... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll say, um, like, Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, and if somebody goes bing, and then I go yeah, and then... You go like flushed away, and then I say that's incorrect. That's minus two, and then I'll keep listing names until they say another movie that they like, movie forty three or whatever they've been in oh, God. together yeah. with the rest yeah. of the other. Don't people. do okay. movie forty three. Cool. Is everybody <laughs> like in the we clear? We can chime in 
at any point during the listing of the cast members. Right. But we point. have to bing in with an onomatopoeia that starts with the letter B. Of course. Okay, yes. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so let's begin with round one. Six movies, six cast members per movie. Everybody ready? I'm going to suck yes. at those. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tom Berenger, Trulula Riley, Lucas Haas, Tom Hardy, Elliot Page. Bing. 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 Inception. Inception. That is correct. That's plus what? one for Luke. Go, Wait, Luke. Lucas who? Lucas Haas. Who does he play? He was the architect that uh, got thrown. Oh. That got dragged you out said of the Lucas helicopter. Haas. My first thought was Lucas Hedges. And I was like, oh. what movie is he in? <laughs> also in Babylon. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that just goes to show I might not list the top build like Leonardo DiCaprio or Immediately. Michael Caine. Immediately. Okay. Right. Right. Tom yeah. Hardy and Elliot Page at the very end. <laughs> right. So Luke has one point. Owen Wilson, Bill Murray, Willem Dafoe, Jeff Goldblum, Angelica Houston. Bong. Yeah. Is it Grand Budapest? It is not. Ah. It's minus two for August. It's minus two, sorry. And Kate Blanchett. Oh. <laughs> can you repeat the, can you repeat the names? Yeah. Owen Wilson, Bill Murray, Willem Dafoe, Jeff Goldblum, Angelica Houston, and Kate Blanchett. I mean Angelica there's a Houston. few. But there's I, only it's... one with these six people. That's I'm, the hard part. I would have guessed one, but then you said Kate Blanchett, and now I'm like, I can't remember if she's in this one or not. I can't remember if it's in the one I'm thinking of. I <sighs> I already guessed. <laughs> Wait, can you can you repeat it one more time? Yeah. Owen Wilson, Bill Murray, Willem Dafoe, Jeff Goldblum, Angelica Houston, Kate Blanchett. Bong. French Dispatch? Mm-mm. No. Oh. Is it, okay, Bing, Life Aquatic? Yes. Okay. Oh, oh, I was, was going to say Royal Tenenbaums, and then you said Kate Blanchett, Blanchett, and I was like, yeah. that changed. I can't, I don't think she's in that one. And I don't think we're. I don't think Willem Dafoe and Jeff Goldblum were in. No, they bombs. weren't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, def- gotcha. I. They're in so many of them, though. It's yeah. hard to. Yeah. Okay, number three: David Weatherly, Viggo Mortensen, Orlando Bloom, Elijah Wood. Bong. Yes. Is it? Oh. Is it Two Towers? It's not. Oh. It's minus two for August. Yes. Return of the King. It is not. Oh, minus no. two. Is it? Is it Fellowship? Yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were trying to trick us. Yeah, I That's figured evil because Two Towers is my favorite, so I figured whoever was guessing would guess that first. See, Fellowship's my favorite, so the last I, one was Sean I had Aston. to go with. Return Love of the King is my favorite. There we go. I like the Hobbit movie. Oh my God, get out! Well, okay, Can we, uh... I like the first two. I don't like the third. No, because the third one didn't happen in the book. We don't. We don't need to talk about the third. <laughs> there was a big page break. But... There was a third. Um, there was a third Hobbit movie. Is okay. There... Yeah, yep. but Battle no. of the Five Arms. Oh, no. Nope. Okay, nope. We didn't hear it. We didn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Number four. I'm, well, hold on. I actually yeah. like Return of the King the best. Just <laughs> <Okay>. for the record. <laughs> for the record. I don't like the Hobbit movies. <laughs> okay. Number four. Ian McKellen, Andy Serkis, Bill Nye, Kate Winslet, Jean Reno, Hugh Jackman. Bill Nye? Kate Winslet. Bong. Mank? No. Can you... Oh, that would have been a dang good guess. That's a good one. I just thought of what is Bill Nye in Bill Nye in? Oh, not Bill Nye the science guy. Yeah. Bill Nye, like, the guy who played Wait, Davy Nye? Jones. Oh, Bill oh. Nye. <laughs> okay. Can you say the list again? Yeah, yeah say the list Ian again. Ian McKellen, Andy Serkis, Bill Nye, 
Kate Winslet, Sean Renault, and Hugh Jackman. Uh, who's oh. Sean Renault? Uh, he was Leon the Professional. Okay, hold on, give me a minute. I'll read it in the order of top build. Okay. okay. Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, yeah. Ian McKellen, Andy Serkis, Sean Renault, Bill Nye, I believe is the order. I'm trying to think of what movie Kate Winslet and Hugh Jackman were in together. And I'm assuming it's not flushed away. I have guessed. I can't. I can't. Oh my gosh. It's not Australia because Australia is Nicole. Right. I'm I'm not guessing on this one. I can't think of what it would be. Yeah, I'm skipping. Everybody out? Everybody skipping? I'm going to skip. Flushed away. Oh. What? (laughs) Wait. That's That's them? Yeah. It's Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Andy Circus is in Flushed Away. I would mm. never would have Spike. That. He he mo oh he mo caps all the mice. He said it was not flushed away. I no. I assumed because he said it earlier. Well that doesn't mean anything. I was just I was metagaming. Maybe I planted I'm sorry. that. <laughs> Because I feel like you haven't seen Flushed Away, right? No. And so that was me planting it. <laughs> I, I was Probably accepting seen it you. Since I was like five, yeah. six. Okay. Uh, number five, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Andy Garcia, Bong. Vincent Cassell. Yeah. What was, the, what was the one you just said? Vincent Cassell. Is it Ocean's Twelve? No. <sighs> and Al Pacino. No! <laughs> I like a lot more! Bong, Ocean's yeah. Eleven. No! no what? <laughs> Al Pacino wasn't in Ocean's Eleven? No. no. What? I sadly don't think I know the answer to there's, this. There's one more. There's one more. Are you serious? I, it's not Ocean's Twelve or Ocean's Eleven. I don't know if I've seen this. Don't have to have seen it. I don't. I. It's not Ocean's Twelve or Ocean's Eleven. That's all I'll say. Is it? It's not Ocean's Eight. Okay, was there an Ocean 13? Yes, there was. Yes. Is that what it is? Uh, in the form of a bing bong. Oh, bing? <laughs> yeah. Ocean's 13? Very good. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I waited. I didn't even you said know. the French guy, and I was like, oh, it's Ocean's 12. No, right, but Al Pacino's the differentiator. Because he's in both of them. Yeah, yeah. It's the way I was like, Crap. does that exist? <laughs> Okay, Does here we go. This one's, my this favorite one's gonna be. Three. This one's gonna be. You're gonna want to wait. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, oh sh- Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, and Ken Jeong. Oh, bomb! Yeah. Is it Civil War? No. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ken Jeong's not in Civil War. No. no. Oh shoot. Ah. Uh, I'm Danny Pudi was in. Civil War. Yeah, yep. That, I, I got War. them confused because of community stuff. <laughs> Dang it! Um, Yvette Nicole Brown was also in this movie. Who? Yvette, Yvette Nicole, Nicole Brown, Brown from Community. Also Shirley. From community. Oh. I'm trying to think of which one it is, and I can't place it. I see, like, every other Marvel film at best, so... Ken Jong. It's... This was the big one. Okay, I'm just gonna guess Bing Endgame. Yeah, Avengers. Oh Endgame. my god! Wow. Ken Jeong was in there. I'm surprisingly oh not Who did doing play horribly. He was that security guard, you know, when Ant Man was released by the rat. He was the security guard that Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. He played the van. He was the van. <laughs> the Sweet. Van. So would you like to hear the scores or should not we really? hold no. off? Okay, we'll hold off until towards the I end. I think you're winning. Points. I actually think I am for yeah. once in my life. Points will escalate round to round. 
Uh, just so you guys Escalade. know. Escalade. Escalade. Okay, that concludes round one of this round exciting one. game. <laughs> Points galore. Points, round one. Points I, galore. I adjusted the, the scoring for the next two rounds, so we're, we're good. Okay, our first pitch of the episode is... Is it me? Oh, hi. Is, is it? Luke? Is it? Wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. lose track of everything. <laughs> I'm last, aren't I? Yeah, because yes. you, yeah. you hosted last of yeah. Oh, yes, it is me. Okay. I don't remember half of what happens in my life. <laughs> I um, cool, I guess I'll go first. Um, y'all want to get sad? Yeah. Let's get sad. Bro, I'm always sad. <laughs> Let's go. So, Bill's life is the visual representation of the journey of overcoming self-doubt. Aww. Throughout the film, we see Bill in a series of memories from his childhood, adolescence, and early adulthood. Bill has had a pretty typical upbringing. He had loving parents, went to a great school, and had plenty of friends. However, we see through everyday actions, Bill slowly begins to doubt himself. It's the way kids at school would jokingly call him names. It's the way his parents would passive-aggressively correct him. It's his prom date rejecting him. It's him changing his major three times at college. What if I'm not good enough to get the job? What if everyone else around me has been faking and... Am I an authentic person? What would people say about me if I left forever? Is anything meaningful? What about my relationships? What is the meaning of it all? All these normal, everyday thoughts and occurrences only weigh on Bill Moore. We see, we see this clearly through the weather. It's a beautiful, bright spring day when Bill is born. However, when an intrusive thought enters his mind, a dark cloud surrounds him until he can clear... And, sorry. However, when an intrusive thought enters his mind, a dark cloud surrounds him until he is able to think clearly again. One day, Bill decides enough is enough. He quits his job, breaks off his relationships with loved ones, family, and anyone he's ever cared about. They don't mean it. They never meant it. An exhausted Bill climbs to the top of a hill, lays down in the grass to clear his head. This is where the last five minutes plays. Mm. Bill simply looks in the sky and makes an observation that it is impossible to overthink or deny. It's such a beautiful day. Bill falls into a coma after a wild mongoose named Ricky knocks an apple off the tree and falls on his head. <laughs> when Bill comes to, the voices he hears are his loved ones rushing to his side, where they were all along. He can't die. He can't be dead. Bill, wake up. Bill realizes that the cloud that he imagined in his head only blinded him to their true presence. Bill is then filled with hope that there is more. There are more people than he ever realized cared about him. There is more art to see, more things to experience, more people to meet. This simple realization would allow Bill to continue to exist forever, finding new loved ones and simply exist in the ether, simply holding on to the fact that there is more. As cheesy as it sounds, if you're still breathing, you're not done. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Aww. Aww. Oh, sweet. Jeez. Tearing up. Yeah. <laughs> I love the weather. Using Me too. the beautiful day mm. to like, it's such a beautiful day. It's such a beautiful Going day. back out. Thank you, buddy. Really good. I love to. Um, pretty simple, but it's also not my best work. But it's stop. I, it. I think that's we, really funny that Luke, you just that's said self doubt. That. That's, that's just self doubt. That's not your stories. <laughs> I think it's really funny. Inception. That before we started recording, you were like, "Oh, I think my pitch is cheesy," and then I put a joke in it, but it's not really that funny. And then that was a beautiful pitch with a really funny joke in it. <laughs> Stop it. Thank, thank you. And listen. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. That's my pitch. Damn. I like it. 
I really did like it. Thank you. It's good. So sweet. Thanks, guys. Can we play another round of the game? Yeah, we can play another round of the game. The game. Uh, So this is Ensemble Exam. Round two. Ensemble Exam. Round two. Rond two. A.K.A. Rond two. And the reason it's called Rond two is because they all, all are L. Ron Hubbard movies. Very close. Oh wow! All six of them feature Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wait, so is he gonna be a part of the six cast members? Yeah, he's he... the first one I'm gonna say for every single one. Let's and go. And it won't get old. Can I, okay? Can I bong in now? And guess no. and have one of the movies. No. Why? No. That's so much fun. Well, because there are only so many Ron Perlman movies. Like you're bound to get. I've chose popular ones so okay. people would know. Can I write one on my hand and then we do the thing and then if I show it to you, I get two extra points at the end. That's okay. Not- everybody, everybody, take a poster note. I have poster <laughs> oh, notes. And no. Everybody, everybody, everybody. What? That's unfair. <laughs> Everybody, you do have the least amount of points, though, so maybe it is. Hey! <laughs> Everybody, um, write one Ron Perlman movie you think I might have included. I, Whoops. I'm, I'm not even I only know, like, sure. one, yeah. maybe two. And if it ends up being one of the six movies that I've selected, then you get an extra two points. Yeah! Yeah! We should also whisper our guesses into the microphone. That's, um, <laughs> maybe don't. Editor's note, please There's don't. Mine. All right. Okay. Hang on, wait. Can I, can I make sure that Ron Perlman is in the movie I picked? No. no. What? No. No. Because then you might see the other movies and get a better idea. <laughs> this is Rond 2. Rond 2. Now, points are tripled. Tripped. Plus three per correct answer, but still minus two per incorrect answer. Okay. Yes, Question Luke. pertaining to the sticky note rule. Yes. If, even if nobody gets it or if we get it wrong, if we still wrote down the movie, do we get points? What? So if, you, if, if at, I incorrectly guess, of, if, if you I, incorrectly get, well, either yeah, the post-it notes are separate. Okay. You'll get points for the post-it notes no matter what. Sweet. So, first one, Ron Perlman, <gasps> <laughs> Freddie Highmore, Seth Rogen, Nick Nolte, David Strathairn, and Martin Short. Bling. Bling. Is it Spiderwick Chronicles? It's Spiderwick Chronicles. Oh! Oh my god! It was Nick Nolte that got That's it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Not Freddie Highmore. I nope. that existed. I almost went Freddie Highmore. Freddie Highmore. David Strathairn. <laughs> <laughs> that one got it too quickly. <laughs> Sweet. Well, well done. You're still in the negative, but you're moving up. <laughs> so, the number two, Ron Perlman, Christoph Waltz, Tilda Swinton. Kate Blanchett, John Turturro, Finn Wolfhard. Oh, um, repeat it one more time. Ron Perlman, Christoph <laughs> Waltz, apologies for the pronunciation earlier, Tilda Swinton, Kate Blanchett, John Turturro, and Finn Wolfhard. Guillermo del Toro, oh, bing, Guillermo yep. del Toro's Pinocchio. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. answering in the form of a bing. I haven't seen that yet. Forgot about the, three, yeah. And Tom Kenny plays Benito Mussolini. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Number it's three, Ron Perlman. <laughs> it's not going to get any less funny for me. Michael Chiklis, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Bing. Yep. Don't look up? Correct. Oof. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh. Boop. Number four, Ron Perlman, Seth MacFarlane, Jeffrey Tambor, Selma Blair, Doug Jones, and John Hurt. Bing. Yep. 
Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. That is correct. Oh because Seth MacFarlane is this guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, this probably doesn't count. As that counts. Yay! I'll count it. I'll no, count it doesn't. It. I'll count it. Well, I just wrote Hellboy on my sticky note. Hellboy, yeah, I'll count it. But that's a different movie. I'll count it. No, that's... Yay! I'm the guy. Ben says it counts. He's I'm not the, the guy. He's not I the am. guy. Oops. Elijah Wood is the guy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Number five. Number five. Ron Perlman. Stanley Tucci. Nathan Fillion. Yvette Nicole Brown. Alexandra Daddario. And Logan Lerman. Bing. Wait. Luke. Percy Jackson, the lightning thief? Incorrect. Bing. Yeah. Percy Jackson, the sea of monsters. That is correct. Oh! Ron Perlman was in that? Yeah. What did Ron Perlman play? I don't know. <laughs> oh, he played the Cyclops. Oh, did he? Wait, seriously? I'm pretty sure he played the Cyclops. That's, 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 awesome. that's the friend Cyclops, the big boy No, 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 yeah. Big boy the big one. I only saw Steve Monsters once in theaters, and then I never saw it again. I saw it right, but on I know Nathan Fillion played Hermes, which is perfect cast. I saw yeah. both yeah. Percy Jackson films in theaters, and the second one I deeply regret. So. Same. Yeah, Same. not a fan yeah. of the second one. I, no. I did watch the first one in, in theaters, which yeah. was fun. It was on Grant's birthday, my brother, uh, but he was sick, so he didn't go, and <laughs> I did. Everybody else that was sad. Uh, last one for this round. Ron Perlman, Diego Luna, Channing Tatum, Zoe Saldana, Christina Applegate, and Eugenio Derbez. Quick Christina shout out to Applegate. Christina Applegate. My, my, my post-it note She's guess it. was wrong. <laughs> this, this is the last one, right? Yeah, this is the last one. Yeah, my, my, I didn't get my post-it note. <laughs> Say it again. Ron, Ron Perlman, Perlman, Diego Luna, Channing Tatum, Zoe Saldana, Christina Applegate, and Eugenio Derbez. Um, say them again. I'll, okay. After this one, and if nobody has anything, I'll give a little hint. Ron Perlman, right. Diego Luna, okay. Channing Tatum, Zoe Saldana, Christina Applegate, and Eugenio Derbez. Uh, I have a guess... Sam again. <laughs> Would you like to get the hint? Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, okay. This movie is not Coco. Mm. Oh, oh, Bing. Yeah. Book of Life, babe. Yeah. yeah. Book of life. Christina Applegate. Yeah, Christina. She plays the book. To Christina. <laughs> <laughs> and Channing Tatum plays life. Plays life. Uh, he, okay. It, she is of him. Channing Tatum is love. Channing Tatum is life. All right. Okay. My guess was wrong. Which is right. I guess Pacific Rim. Oh, I, yeah. I tried to minimize. Guillermo del Toro movies. Right. The only one I could come up with was City of Lost Children. Oh, dang. Couldn't yeah, we really still, remember we any that. other films he was in and except then, that one. And then Luke technically gets a point. I don't need oh. this from you right now. <laughs> the Game Master said it counts. I, I am the Game Master and it counts. It shouldn't. They're going to fight and no, I'm going to because there my are teeth. two movies called Hellboy and neither of them were the movie he was talking about. You can debate it all you want, but I'm the guy with the thing. Is he still in the negative? Yeah, I think I'm still in the negative. Yeah, Luke so is still in the negative. No, well, I won't say anything. So <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to our second pitch of the day, which is which is August. Oh, it's me. It's me. Augustus. Um, mine starts sad, but doesn't continue being sad. Thank you very much. Woo. All right. We find Bill, a middle-aged, semi-handsome man in a suit at his wife's funeral. The only people there are him and her family. His family couldn't make it out, and he and his wife never had kids. They both had different genetic issues that they didn't want to pass down. 
Bill gives her eulogy, mentioning how much they loved each other, how sad uh, they were that they shouldn't have children, and how he loved her strange but adorable affinity for cartoons. After the funeral, Bill goes home and breaks down in his kitchen alone. While crying, he starts coughing a deep, retching cough, coughing up blood. Uh, this is a good time to point out this is a live-action film. It is not a cartoon. That's what I figured. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> A couple days later, after after a couple days later, after the blood coughing continues, Bill goes to his doctor. The doctor runs a few tests on him and and concludes that he has somehow developed developed the genetic issues that his that killed his wife. But the doctor, but the doctor continues, Bill's own genetic issues have combined and morphed with his wife's, creating a whole new disease, which, if gone untreated, is fatal. But luckily, they do have a cure for it. Bill asks what the disease is. His doctor tells him it's called Vivera Mutantur. That's Latin. I don't know how to pronounce it. Or cartoonitis, as it is most commonly called. For the weeks leading up to his death, Bill will sporadically turn into different cartoon characters. But they do have a cure, the doctor reassures Bill. Bill says he doesn't want the cure. He doesn't want a life without his wife, and he can't think of a better way to die than turning into cartoon characters. The doctor says that is stupid. No one wants to die. But Bill says no one can live forever. Bill leaves and goes to a park, sits in a bench, and waits for his first transformation. He looks around the park, actually able to take this fleeting to take in this fleeting world for the first time. It's such a beautiful day. He admires the clouds and plains in the sky. Then, pop! Bill turns into Bambi. <laughs> uh, Bill is surprised, but not upset. He prances around for a while, even leaving the city and heading to the forest surrounding it. As he prances around, he hears a crack, a subtle crack, like a boot on a twig. He turns and sees a down-home country boy clad in camo and safety orange with a rifle aimed at Bill's head. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Bill leaps deeper into the forest, a bullet whizzing past his head. Bill dashes through the trees and brush, bullets flying flying by him and boot steps clampering loudly through through the trees. Bill spends days in the woods, hiding from Dixon, the man hunting him. Dixon even learns that Bill is a sentient being, but he doesn't really care. He just thinks a cartoon deer head would look cool above his mantle place. After a few days, Dixon finally gets the jump on Bill. As Dixon stands over him, a rifle planted firmly into Bill's head, pop! Bill turns into Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Dixon lets Bill go since he doesn't want to murder no Disney mouse. (laughs) Bill then spends the next week or so working at children's birthday parties. Until, during one, he turns into Popeye and scares all of the children with his unusually large forearms. Bill then goes back to his job as a middle school teacher. <laughs> goes back to his job as a middle school teacher where he is assigned to coach a ragtag girls field hockey team. He spends the next few weeks, in the middle of which he turns into Johnny Bravo, leading these outsider misfits to the state championships. During which he is ejected from the championship because he turns into Stewie Griffin... And according to the district rules, British people aren't allowed. <laughs> they also threw out Malcolm McDowell, who was wearing a cowboy hat and cheering for the Tigers. Is that true? In terms of, like... That, the that girls feel hockey doesn't allow British people? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a great rule, though. Um, uh, they also threw out Malcolm McDowell, who was wearing a cowboy hat and cheering for the Tigers. After trying to renew his car's, his car's registration and failing because they didn't believe that this cartoon British baby was Bill, Bill turns into the, hey, did you know, wait, Bill turns into the, hey, did you just blow in from Stupid Town Fish from Spongebob? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Bill spends the next few days not getting into anything really, just chilling and enjoying these beautiful days ahead of him. Then he morphs into a simplistic black outline cartoon character. Bill goes to his regular checkup with his doctor, who is incredibly confused. Usually, after the, hey, did you just blow in from Stupid Town fish from SpongeBob, the patient dies. Why didn't Bill die? Why is, this simpli- why is he this simplistic cartoon character? The only thing his doctor can figure out is that Bill has finally become his own character. But death is still inevitable. Then we have the last five minutes. Wow. Mm. So mm. he doesn't die. He continues living on for the rest of, for the rest of eternity. That's awesome. Mm. Playing with the f- format of stick figure cartoon against the photos cartoons right. in yeah real world saying that it's live action initially yeah so that's my pitch that's great it's i cool. love that <laughs> because it popeyes a naturally large forearms i would be scared too me too man yeah and if i saw a cartoon deer i'd hunt him it's uh, i would well isn't baby a girl if you would hunt her <laughs> I would be friends with Bambi. Come on. I'd be like, what the hell is that? (laughs) It's it's two dimensional. It's running at 24 frames per second. I love, yeah, that the, that like doctors have records of people turning into the, hey, you just blown stupid town fish (laughs) and that they would die immediately after. I wrote that line and I was like, Ben's going to like this line. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, the logic of the, of medicine. <laughs> yep, nope, you don't have long. And you that, just turned into that, hey, did you just blow him from Stupid Town? Yeah, that character has been around for ages. <laughs> just blow him from Stupid Town. Yeah. yeah. I like it. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's the shortest pitch I've ever done <laughs> by a large, large margin. But it's still great. <laughs> no self doubt. No self doubt. I'm going to fight you. Round three. <laughs> there it is. I was trying to remember how to do the gnome sound. Round three. This round is called Top Build Uncredited. Top Build Uncredited. Top Build Uncredited. For Top Build Uncredited, it is plus five for correct answer. Can I guess one? Still, no. Stop it. What? I know one. How would... Okay, I will neither confirm nor deny. Just say it. No, what? Just say it. I will neither confirm nor deny. Just say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Then they'll steal it. That's a weird time. Well, I'm on your list and I just want to like... I just want to see if you got it. Okay, I'll write it on the post. Okay, 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 okay. And it's going to be right, the longest episode. Yeah, <laughs> we're already at 45, 45 minutes. And we have one more pitch and the plot of the movie. Later. And, yeah. Okay. All right. Ready for round three? <clears throat> okay. So, top build uncredited. I will not name the top build person, um, but I'll name the rest of the other people in the cast. Wait, so... If it comes down to it where everybody's like pass or skip, I'll name the top build and maybe it'll help. But the point is that the top build is uncredited. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm so confused. The top the build name. in the movie, the top build is credited. I'm not going to name the top build person. As oh, in, I'm thought, not crediting them. I thought that it was one they of the people who should be like, top build but was uncredited. In the discussion. Oh, it, no. That, that's all I can do. Yeah. That would be weirdly, obs- that would be very obscure. Right, but like, I was like, or one of the top build people who went uncredited. Okay. But you understand how. I understand what you okay, mean, okay, but okay, like, okay. my, my. My guess doesn't apply anymore. Well, I'm excited to hear it once this <laughs> round is done. Okay. First movie. Bob Odenkirk, Laura Dern, Meryl Streep, Chris Cooper, Florence Pugh. Bing. Little Women. 
Little Women. Nice. Emma Watson and Sarah Sharonin. Uh, That's plus five to Luke. I, saw, I heard I heard Bob Odenkirk, and I just heard him go, My Little Women. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk comes home. It's Christmas, <laughs> and it's amazing, and he hugs his family. It's beautiful. I still haven't oh. seen it. My Little Women. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen oh, it. Yes. Put away I'm Walter so sorry. White. <laughs> I have it on Blu-ray. I Nobody is going to come time. near yes. my Please little do. Win. You borrow it. It's happening. And enjoy it. Nobody's pretty good. It's happening again. Me and Hannah are having a conversation, conversation. while you two yeah. are having a conversation. Beef, man. It keeps happening and it's hard to listen to. I will then you just rewind and then... We, right, it, it gives it replay, replayability. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Like the Lego games. Movie number two. This might be a little difficult, but we'll see. Ed Harris, Alan Arkin, Jack Lemmon, Jonathan Price, Alec Baldwin... Bruce Altman. Oh, I have a guess. I'm not going to say it, though. Wait, how many, sure? how many are you going to Bing. It's in your best interest. Is it Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, my nice. God. Nice. Top there you go. Al Pacino. Always be closing. Number three. John Bernthal. Flea. John Hamm. Lily James. Jamie Foxx. Bing. Bing. Crap. Is that August? That was August. Baby Driver. Yep. Top nice. Bill, Ansel Elgort. Boom, boom, boom. That's right, baby. These real quick. Okay, moving on. Ricky Gervais, Paul Rudd, Steve Coogan, Rami Malek, Mickey Bang. Rooney, August. Uh Oh, uh, Night of the Museum. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you said Mickey Rooney because I wouldn't have gotten it. I would have mm. guessed, I might have guessed the other one. Lakeith Stanfield, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michael Shannon. Bang. Luke. Knives out. Knives out. Jessica Gordon-Levitt was a crazy <laughs> one, and you know it. Ryan Johnson's favorite. Top bill, Daniel Craig. Okay. And then Chris Evans, then Ana de Armas. Mm. Eileen Brennan, Madeline Kahn, Martin Mull, Leslie Ann Warren, Colleen Camp, and Lee Ving. I know none of those people. I got nothing. Everybody passed? I'm passing. Top build is Tim Curry. Wait, okay, repeat? Repeat everything. Eileen Brennan, Madeline Kahn, Martin Mull, Leslie Ann Warren, Colleen Camp, Lee Ving. Top build is Tim Curry. Oh, I I want to guess, but I'm not going to. I have two. I'm not going to. I have a guess, but I don't want to lose points. I've got two in my head. So Second I'm... build, Christopher Lloyd. Bing. August. Clue. Yeah. Oh, man. It was either Clue or It. Because <laughs> 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 I know none of those other people. They're all they're all just the people in the movie. Right, right. But like it, it's it's two movies with big cast that I don't know any of the names. So I was like, besides Tim Curry. Gotcha. Okie dokie. Moving on from there. On to our third pitch of the episode. Third pitch third. Howdy. Yeah. Howdy. It's me. It's Hanny. 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 Tis I. Hanny. Howdy. <laughs> Hanny. All right. Bill is an ordinary stockbroker living in the city. You can probably tell I got stockbroker from... <laughs> yeah. That's not a coincidence. He's hiding out. Not at all. <laughs> oh, last week's movie. I'm <laughs> blank. Yeah. I can't remember most of my life. looking around like, huh? What? What, what, what stockbroker? Did right. I miss something in the news? John Cryer. Stockbroker. Oh, yes. His life goes a little something like this. Wake up. Eat a bowl of oatmeal while watching the news. Brush his teeth with overly minty toothpaste. Wear the same outfit he always wears. 
gets on the subway, stares at the advertisement for the overly minty toothpaste, goes to his nine to five at his cubicle job where the business is just big enough that nobody knows what anybody else is doing. He takes the subway home, meatloaf and mashed potatoes in front of a flashing television screen, shower the day away and crawl into bed. It's a rather beige life for Bill. Nothing out of the ordinary, but not bleak either. That is until one day, Bill decides to walk home after work. He buys a hot dog from the street vendor, greets a dog on his way home, and just when he thinks, well, maybe I ought to take more chances in life, a grand piano from above falls and squishes him against the concrete. Aww. He thinks, ugh, what a way to go out. Such a cliche. Wait a minute, how am I thinking still? Aren't I dead? Bill wakes up to find himself back in his apartment, as if he never died in the first place. But while watching the morning news, he meets God for the first time. A little girl in overalls with a beanie, lace-up tennis shoes, and a gap in her teeth. She's pretending to be a telecaster, mocking Bill out of amusement. She crawls out of the television screen a little Ringu style, and Bill yelps continuously in <laughs> fear. The little girl's name in this universe is Anna Bothalor, self-titled. But she just, goes, she just goes by Anna for short. Wait, this is still God, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, Anna cool. Bothalor. Our version okay. of, yeah, our version Hashtag of God. that's my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she tells Bill she was playing with her toys one day and accidentally created this universe. Our universe. A lot of it was influenced by her parents, who constantly bickered over the state of the world above. Bill, with a newfound desire to explore and a deep wish to see more out of life, asks if he can visit the, if he can visit the world above. Anna says no, that he really wouldn't want to anyway. Trust me, she's immortal. She would know. But Bill begs for an opportunity to see more of what being alive really has to offer now that he seems to have a second chance. So Anna finally gives in and gives him the grunt work. Bill's new job is no longer hiding behind a cubicle. Nope. He has to deliver the bad news that someone's going to die. He's a sort of Grim Reaper if the Grim Reaper were an ordinary dude named Bill. <laughs> he hates his job, having to lead these poor souls back to Anna, the small practical joker threatening to torture them with pranks for the rest of time. But the buck stops when an innocent child is assigned as his next client. Oh. Bill is outraged. Why would Anna create a world where terrible things would happen? He confronts her, not wanting to do her dirty work any longer. Anna explains that in the world above, her little brother got sick and died suddenly. Thus, the pain manifested in the universe she created and caused horrible events to take place. But she has no idea how to control it and honestly isn't sure that she'd want to if she did. All Anna wants is to return back home. She's tired of playing. Bill regrets not doing more with his life while he had one. It wasn't a lot, but at least it was his. It's then that Bill proposes a deal with Anna. To take her place and become immortal, to watch over this world that he's learning to love despite its faults to the best of his ability. She says taking her position might kill him. Again. He doesn't care. He has to take the risk. She says he may be alone. Well, he's always been alone, so what will it hurt to stay that way? She doesn't think it will work, but it does. With a flash of light, Anna is sent home, freed from the folly of her mind. It nearly kills him, but Bill becomes watcher over this universe. That leads us to the final five minutes of the movie, where we quickly learn that he cannot die like he did the first time, but he also cannot join Anna once our world is gone and everything there is to know and experience has long disappeared. He got his wish, but at what cost? Wow. That was great. We all, we all went pretty Man. philosophical this week. I was about to say, we... Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie. <laughs> this, this movie kind of calls for it. Dang. That was great. That was really great. Thank you. That was great. These are making it tough on me. <laughs> so you haven't you haven't seen the show Dead Like Me? I've seen Dead to Me, but not Dead with like Christina me. Applegate. 
Coincidentally. Hey, Christina Applegate. No, Ooh. it's the guy who created Pushing Daisies. Dead Like Me. It's, on it's got, uh, I think it, it's got Inigo Montoya in it. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's great. Oh. It's got a terrible movie, but it's a good show. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You should watch it. Yeah, I haven't cool. seen it. Cool. Cool. Are we going to do points and then watch movie? Uh, yes, we have one yeah. final round. Oh, my gosh. All right. One final round. Round of more like final question. Uh, it's going to run similar to a final round in a, another game show that we will not name for legal reasons. We sure. But involves oh, wagering money. points and then writing to, Yeah, we Money. Give me twoies. <laughs> Uh, where that's where the post-it notes and the pens come into play. You're going to oh, I oh, crumpled no. my post-it note up. I'm so sorry, Ben. Well, pen, I'm so sorry. I crumple that post-it note. I will oh. read off. Uh, oh, my guess from my guess from last round was Happy Gilmore. Ben Stiller. Ooh. Ben Stiller, because he's uncredited uh, gotcha. in that movie. Yeah, would have been a good one if I had more movies like that. I don't think there are more movies. I like don't that. think there are. <laughs> so the um, amount of points we have, Hannah has three points. Three. Luke has six points. Six. And August has 24 points. Good lord. Wow, dude. And so instead of, instead of, would we like to wager or would we like to do, if you get it right, you get 10 points. If you get it wrong, you get minus 10 points. Just add 10 points or take away 10. Okay, cool. I think. Because I think, yeah, there's yeah. like no, unless it's going to take longer 18 if we... points. There's yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. So it's one movie and I'm just going to list the people in it and then... Or first, yeah, first write down your... Or no, there are no wagers. Well, I'm just going to start listing, and you guys write down whenever you feel comfortable. And this isn't a first to get it right situation. No, this it's is just a, write it down. Like so a Final Jeopardy kind of thing, if that's hey, you can't, right. Hey, can we bleep that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just realized what you were talking yeah. about. <laughs> so we're writing down our answers, and then we're just moving on to the next. Yeah, okay. yes, yes. Got it. Oh, wait, okay. are we doing this for all six movies, though? It's one movie. Oh, gosh, I... I was listening and then I forgot everything you said. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I listed them in alphabetical order so that no, so you don't know top build or whatever. Elizabeth Banks, Kristen Bell, Halle Berry, Leslie Bibb, Kate Bosworth, Gerard Butler, Bobby Cannavale, Common, Karen Culkin, Josh Dumel, Anna Ferris, Katie Finneran, Richard Gere, Terrence Howard, Hugh Jackman, Greg Kinnear, Johnny Knoxville, Emily Allen Lind, Justin Long, Seth MacFarlane, Jack McBriar, Breyer, Stephen Merchant, Christopher Mintz-Plasse, Chloe Grace Moretz, Chris Pratt, Dennis Quaid, Will Sasso, Leah Schreiber, Sean William Scott, Emma Stone, Jason Sudeikis, Uma Thurman, Patrick Warburton, Naomi Watts, Jeremy Allen White, and Kate Winslet. That's one movie? One movie. Good lord. One movie. And if this is what I think it is. Well, I, I know you know what it is, because you give a big sigh after the first person, <laughs> that one person I mentioned. I don't even think I've seen this movie, but I think I know what it is. I don't think I know at all. And you know what? You, that's good. Honestly, yeah, that's for the best. <laughs> Would we like me to read through the list of names? No. I, no, I'll just hit us with it. Okay, uh, August, what was what answer did you put down? I put down movie 43. Luke, what answer did you put down? Movie 43. Hannah, what answer did you put Nothing, down? Nothing, because I don't know what the hell movie 43 is. 
Good. The correct answer is movie 43. Yay! What is this movie and why are there so many people in it? Movie 43 is a collection of really, really bad shorts. It's like a movie with a bunch of really bad shorts. And they got a bunch of big name actors during their down periods. Wait, was this the one that I saw an advertisement for where like Chloe Grace Moretz gets her period period. or something? Okay. Right. It's, It's that humor for like an hour and a half. Oh, God. And All right. In the American version, it's a guy pitching a bunch of these movies. Right. In the British version, or like the foreign version, isn't there's it like two? a goblin or a troll or something? It's okay. Bro, I like so that version a little there's more. There's a there's a brother and there are two brothers. Right. And two brothers. one of them tries to open up a lot of like inappropriate adult internet links on the other brother's computer, so it would give him like a big computer virus and it would destroy his laptop or whatever. And so in searching through the deep web to find movie 43, or I think the, the younger brother's trying to find movie 43. And so uh, in the quest to find movie 43, he looks through a bunch of these terrible shorts. And that's what we cut to back and forth. Okay. And the movie ends with like the apocalypse because they found movie 43 and it's like all dusty and stuff. Terrible movie. That's dumb. <laughs> but it holds a special nostalgic place in my heart because I, like, I, I've seen clips of it like the Emma Stone segment with Kieran Culkin and the Hugh Jackman's testicle jaw or whatever. Oh, there's there so many terrible bits in there that you just can't erase from your brain. But yeah, that yeah. being said, that concludes our, our game. Woo. August walks away with 34 points. There you go. 40, Luke what? walks 30, away with 34? 16 points. 16 points. And... Hannah got zero points. I'll oh. say zero. I'll go negative because that would be... That wouldn't really make sense. That's fine. And I can with, live with that. that being said, we're going to move on to watching the movie. Well, Woo. points, points, points. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So points wise, this is very tough. I think. I think it was me. I'm, I think I got it. August. I got it. I hate to burst your bubble. <laughs> My <laughs> bubble is on burst. Most accurate. I'm not one of them. Probably. Ah, uh, it's tough. Because each of you had like pretty decent parts of it. Mine did have uh, Popeye's forearms. That's mm-hmm. true. Did you take into consideration Popeye's forearms? Did you I'm consider say, Popeye's forearms? I'm going to say. <laughs> maybe not in terms of plot, but in terms of like aesthetic and the characters and what kind of happens. I'll give it to Hannah. And Hannah gets 10 anthropomorphic bananas. Awesome. I am a banana. And I'll give favorite to Luke. (gasps) Because he made me tear up. Oh. And for that, Luke will get a really big spoon. My spoon is too big. My spoon is too big. And now we'll watch the movie. Now we're gonna watch. Now we're gonna watch the movie. We're quoting that because we think we know who created this movie. Also made a very famous YouTube short. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. All right. See y'all. We're gonna we're gonna pause here. See y'all. See y'all. We're back. We're back. Just watched the movie. Um, I'm in shambles. Me too. Yeah, I think we all cried. I didn't. Am I the only one that didn't? No, I kind of. Yeah, no. You figured? I kind of like. uh... 
I looked over at everybody <laughs> at some point, which I, I generally hate. <laughs> but yeah, I noticed that like, or I could hear August sniffling. <laughs> yeah, I heard the sniffling. Yeah. I did. That was mostly because my nose is stopped up. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Mostly. Yeah, of yeah. course. Allergy season. Allergy season. But yeah, this is, uh, this is quite the ride. One of the, one of the greatest things I've ever seen. This is going to be so jarring for the audience to go from such high energy to, like, no energy. All of us broken down. I need a drink. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> I need a fat glass of red wine. Same. Jeez. But I think that's kind of entertaining. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, okay, let's go on to our next pitch. And then it's, we're back. Hey, guys. <laughs> um. I would love to learn more about this movie, Ben. Yeah, I'll give you a little history about the making of, and then we can kind of just talk about what we took from it. I'm going to lay on my back while you talk about this movie. Go for it. It's Such a Beautiful Day is a 2012 American experimental animated film directed, written, animated, photographed, and produced by Don Hertzfeld, which this is his first feature film. It's divided into three chapters, which were originally released separately in theaters as animated shorts over several years. In 2006, the first part, Everything Will Be Okay, uh, received the grand, pi grand prize at Sundance. In mm -hmm. 2008, the second part, I Am So Proud of You, was released. And lastly, in 2011, the third part, It's Such a Beautiful Day, to finish it out. And then, altogether, uh, all the films received over 90 film festival awards. And in 2012, Hertzfeld decided to edit them together seamlessly into his first feature. It's received a ton of accolades over the last decade and earned its place at, at the top of several best animated films of all time, including my top 10 best films of all time. <laughs> so that's how you know it's prestigious. <laughs> um, Story-wise, it tells the story of a character named Bill who struggles with his failing memory and surreal visions, among other symptoms of an unknown neurological problem. It bounces between offbeat humor of everyday life and serious philosophical musings. So this thing's six years in the making, um, it the completed picture was captured entirely on a camera or in camera on a 35 millimeter rostrum animation stand built in the 1940s and it was one of the last surviving cameras of its kind still operating worldwide wow. so yeah everything was done in camera uh with all the split screen and all the the different effects that's and crazy. then the editing process was like a whole other ordeal trying to overlay everything uh animated over the live action stuff there's so, some intense special effects happening yeah especially when bill is going into these manic episodes of his disease and mm -hmm. and it's sort of yeah they grow and then they stop for a second and then they'll keep growing uh through the end of the, the movie mm -hmm. and so it combines traditional hand-drawn animation experimental optical effects trick photography and digital hybrids that were printed for photography one frame at a time towards the end of the production um, of the final chapter the old camera's motor began to fail so it could no longer advance the film properly, riddling the final reels with unintentional light leaks. So if you noticed some flashing towards the end, a lot of that was just because the camera began to fail. That was unintentional? Which, that's like, isn't that so beautiful? That yeah. fits so perfectly. Um, Hertzfeld, some things about Hertzfeld. He graduated from UC Santa Barbara in 98, and his work commonly features hand-drawn stick figures and stories of black humor, surrealism, and tragic comedy. His final student cartoon, which you may have seen called Billy's Balloon, was nominated for the short film Palm Door at Khan. And in 2000, Hertzfeld released Rejected, one of his more well-known works, which is a reel of rejected commercial work by a fictional version of Hertzfeld. As they grow more and more abstract and inappropriate, the uh, is too big. starts with that, and then it devolves into, <laughs> life is good! 
<laughs> then he drowns in his own butt blood. And a baby is like, oh, he's taking his first steps. And then he trips down a flight of stairs. Um, so, yeah. Uh, more abstract and inappropriate as the animator suffers a mental breakdown until they literally fall apart. It's now considered a cult classic, one of the most influential animated shorts of all time. And more recently, uh, well, he worked on, or he created a two-minute uh, couch gag for The Simpsons, Simpsons. And it was referred to, I uh, deleted it, but it's referred to as one of like the is most the, surreal two minutes ever on primetime television. Is it television. the future one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, I've, I've It was seen like the that. season premiere of, of one of the later seasons. But he created three episodes or three chapters of World of Tomorrow, which I have yet to see, but it's already generated a ton of acclaim. Um, yeah, that just covers like the history and some stuff about Hertzfeld, but the story uncovers a lot about mundane life and this cute little guy who's just like us, um, even though we're not, we don't have the same condition as him because they'd never really name it and we wouldn't know. Uh, we're tethered up in his failing memories until his own misinterpretation of the past and future fall apart. And I was left to think about my own life up until this point. And like, we're all still young, but thinking forward to look back, it's so cool to, to think about what will we remember or misremember? What have we perceived things in the past compared to what they actually were? Um, but yeah, it's cool to think about the scope of our own memory as Bill's memories shrunk and shrunk, but he only like paid attention to the specific details uh, in the last few years. And so that when I first watched this, I thought about how like either our minds will go first or our bodies will go first in, in the event of death and how Bill's case was his mind left. And then it, it opened up this interesting transformation from that iconic black and white pencil drawn cartoon imagery to the colorful photography behind it. And it's like when he when he's his mind goes, he makes a stronger attempt to identify the details, like that little clip of him with his bath mat, and noticing how like gorgeous this the the little like dust flecks and everything mm -hmm. is in his mundane life. And so in the last five minutes, I like to think that because his mind goes before his body, he's able to experience death in a way that someone whose body goes first would not. Like there's no waiting or anticipation um of death. It's just life and enjoying things and, and making sure you're keeping track of everything. And so it's almost like since he won't be aware of his own physical death, he feels immortal, if that makes sense. Like he's able to, to just live on until anything happens. So a starter question, a little light uh, topic of discussion. Would you like your mind to go first or your body to go first? <laughs> I'd like the world to go first. Oh, <laughs> wasn't on the multiple choice but <laughs> if it's a right and i'll take it i wrote in c the world c, the world goes first <laughs> my body i already don't care about that shit like <laughs> oh my god yikes Actually, oh that's valid okay, i'd that's say valid. mind ignorance is bliss i kind of agree with that yeah i i think if my body went first i'd be more frustrated hmm. whereas if if my mind goes i'm not going to know the I see Does that. that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would hate losing control of that and not knowing what's going on and not being myself, but at the same time, I wouldn't necessarily be in pain. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'd say mine. On one hand, I agree with that, but I think the more I think about it, I would like my body to go first because 
there's too many people in my life to where if I, I, I get what you're saying of like, if my mind went first, I wouldn't know the difference, but I feel like as I, as I was slowly drifting away from, from those names and, and, and faces, I don't think I could live with myself. You know, I would like to communicate with the people I love most in a coherent fashion. So I'd like uh, to just yeah. remember everything. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like Alzheimer's is like the worst possible outcome. Like, like, just to forget everything makes everything worthless, and that just sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather my body go first. I am really split. Yeah. Because it yeah. is like... I can see both sides. Because, like, personally, in in the event of death, I would just like to not have to worry about it yeah. towards the end. Mm-hmm. I already kind of don't worry about it, or at least I tell myself that to go to sleep at night. But, yeah, like, if I my mind went then i'd it it affects the people around me more than it affects me Mm kind of like what luke was saying uh but yeah both are not both are not ideal if we could live forever and float away into the cosmos that would be pretty that wouldn't be that's also not a great outcome but can i just ship my head to space yeah ship my head to the moon like it turns into a balloon yeah yeah uh wow man I cried several times. Yeah. yeah. I was I have, like, go ahead. I, I was going to say I have that same feeling, a different feeling, but similar feeling to watching everything everywhere all at once. Hmm. A little. Ironically, I have a googly eye in the center <laughs> of my head. <laughs> yeah. um, Ironically. A, a little um, less hopeful than when I watched yeah. everything everywhere hmm. all at once. Um, but that same kind of existential feeling. But it weirdly wasn't this movie re- weirdly wasn't hopeless. Uh, no, right. Just it's very it's it makes one of the no most, specific stance on hope. It's a very observational movie. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of documentary, and then it's just like stating the facts of what's happening. But since it's through Bill's eyes, it's like we're not really sure what's happening, but here's what we're seeing. And it kind of leaves the audience up for interpretation of how they want to take it and what they want to do with this feeling. Mm-hmm. The note that his mom left him, I was like, oh, oh. see, inside of my chest crying. I, I started crying when he found the book of her practicing. No, yeah, the first time I was like, oh, teary-eyed, but I'm not going to let it phase me. But when it showed live action his ex-girlfriend, I was like, oh, yeah. that's what got me. <laughs> yeah. That's what got me the first And then the rest oh. of the way, I was just like, okay, my right eye is just very leaky. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of moments of self-reflection in this movie. I don't know what else to say. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> for, for, uh, doing the oh, opening man. to the podcast. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, Aaron so much. Um, uh, we'd like to plug the Instagram and our socials real quick. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Nuclear Popcorn. Nuclear uh, Popcorn on everything, to baby. Stay on track with our postings and our everything. hints for our future uh, episodes. And uh, join us next week where we'll be having a major change of pace watching. <laughs> Friend request. Mm-hmm. What's it available on? Uh, it's available. I think it's called Fubo TV. Fubo. You still have to rent it. It's also on Stars. I think I rented oh. it on YouTube. Oh, I have Stars. 
Oh, rip. Anyway. Well. Rippy. Thanks for... Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Hug your grandma. Watch this movie, Essential Viewing, and... Sleep tight, double flush, wash your hands. Yep. I. My name is Ben. I'm Hannah. I'm Luke. And I'm August. Thank you for listening to Nuclear Popcorn. We'll see you next time. So long and good night. Bah! 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 Bah!